The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks for tuning in. Today we are taking a look at whether or not the Jaguars should bolster their roster with any free agents or potential trades prior to the start of training camp. It is July 1st. It's a Friday. I uh, hope everybody's going to have a great weekend this weekend and uh, have a good Friday. But before we get into the weekend, before we get into the 4th of July spirit, we are taking a look at some potential moves the Jaguars could make via trade, via free agency, to potentially upgrade their roster entering the 2022 NFL season. Uh, Whether or not they should do that, I'll take a look at that. Whether it be a trade or or free agent targets, we'll just kind of weigh the pros and cons, break it all down. Quick reminder to subscribe on YouTube, really helps us grow the channel. You can follow myself at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. So do the Jags need to bolster their roster? I certainly think there are some areas of the roster that the Jaguars could improve for 2022 and beyond. Uh, so yes, I think they could uh, they could bolster the roster. They could improve certain areas of this roster. Uh, but there's there's pros and cons. There, there's different uh, different items to weigh, different variables to weigh. We'll start off with the trade portion of this. Um, I think it's less likely that the Jaguars make a significant trade prior to training camp than them potentially picking up a veteran to help out at a certain position. Trade-wise, if you're looking to trade for someone, if you're the Jaguars right now, I think it has to be a long-term move unless it's just a late, late round pick at a position that you think you can upgrade uh, with one of these moves. So if you're making a big move via trade, it needs to be a long-term move, not just a one-year, let's bring someone in, a stopgap option to help, uh, help us get over the hump in 2022. You have to know where you are as a team. This is a young team. 
Uh, so just I don't think bringing in uh, an older veteran to just help out this year via trade makes a lot of sense for the Jaguars. Um, and you don't see a lot of player-for-player player trades. I do think there's some areas where if you did see a player-for-player player trade, the Jaguars have some depth where they could use that depth to potentially upgrade a, a different spot on the roster that's maybe a little bit um, less deep or, or less talented. But having said all that, there are a couple trades I would potentially pursue. I think you look at Jesse Bates, the Bengals' safety. Uh, it's not looking good for his future in Cincinnati. It looks like he's not long for there, uh, not long for Ohio with those Bengals. I think if you traded for him, whatever you have to give up, a second-round pick, uh, you could lock him up long-term and pair him with Andre Sisco to have one of the better safety groups in football for the foreseeable future. Both guys can play in the box. Both guys can play uh, split field zones. Both guys are ball hawks. Both are solid tacklers. I mean, they would really complement each other well. They'd be modern safeties. It wouldn't be this dogmatic view of like a strong safety and a free safety necessarily. They would be both of those guys can fill both of those roles and could really upgrade your roster, give you a leader, a strong football player, somebody who played his best football down the stretch in the playoffs. Uh, I think that would make a lot of sense, and that would really give your defense a sense of identity and potentially take your weakest position, which right now I do think is the safety opposite Andre Sisco um, on defense and make it one of your strongest positions on defense. So that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, again, any of these moves that you would make via trade where you're adding a really talented player who is – you know, on an expiring contract and you want to lock them up long term, you do have to think about the salary cap. I know people out there are going to say it's fake, but it's not. You have to massage it. You have to manage it. And so if the Jaguars were going to pursue Jesse Bates, they'd probably be okay with uh, locking him up for this season. But then when you look at 2023 salary cap situation, the Jaguars, I've talked about it on this channel, they might need to get creative. Uh, you might need to release a couple guys that you signed prior to the 2021 season, or at least at the very least restructure their contracts to where you can free up some 2023 cap space. After 2023, the cap is looking really good for the Jaguars. It's just a little tight next season when you have uh, so many free agents that you brought in in 2021 and 2022. So that's just a little note. Like The Jaguars will need to get creative if they're going to pursue any any big-time players via trade or even next offseason after the 2022 season. If they're going to go after big-time players, they're going to probably have to get creative with the salary cap situation, which is not a big deal. I'm not saying the Jaguars are in a bad cap situation. They can easily restructure some deals, easily release some players uh, where they can get into a good cap situation for 2023. Again, 2024, they're solid right now with that salary cap situation. So I think Jesse Bates would make a lot of sense. Um, I also think when you look at those 2019 wide receivers, you know, Terry McLaurin did just get locked up, but you've still got DK Metcalf out there with no contract. Debo Samuel out there with no contract. Deontay Johnson doesn't have a contract. He doesn't get as much pub, but the Steelers wide receiver, I think if you bring him in, he's immediately a starter for you. Um, he might not, I mean, he would obviously be a starter. He might not be 
as freaky as just like a monster as as Debo or as DK excuse me and he might not be as explosive as Debo but from a pure receiving standpoint he might be able to do more than either of those guys uh, when you look at the route tree that he's able to run he's a really good route runner he's athletic and uh, he gets the job done in a lot of ways so I think any of those guys would make sense to, you know, you bring them in, you lock them up long-term, and you give Trevor Lawrence a, a bona fide starter, which I think Christian Kirk is, I think Marvin Jones is, but Marvin Jones is 32 years old, and he's on the final year of his contract. You're going to need to, at some point, bring in someone other than just Zay Jones and LaVisca Chenault to start with Christian Kirk down the road. Uh could you bring back Marvin Jones year 33 on another small deal? I mean, yeah, but are you just going to keep kicking the tire down the road with Marvin Jones? Or are you going to try to get someone in here, you know, besides Zay Jones, LaVisca Chenault, Jamal Agnew, who can really become or, or already is a proven starter or has the star potential to really help Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk in this offense out? I think that would be a wise decision. Again, you have to massage the cap if you do that next offseason, but uh, it's totally doable. Now, again, I do not believe that any of these trades are likely. I don't think the Jaguars are going to go out and make a move for DK, Depot, Deontay, or even Jesse Bates. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they like what they've done this offseason. I think they like where they're at from a salary cap standpoint. I think they want to see how this plays out. Now, when you look at free agency, the, the players that are still available in free agency, you could sign one of these guys to a smaller contract, a one-year deal where it really is just to come in and help solidify your roster for 2022. But again, you have to know where you are if you're the Jaguars. What are your goals from a team and an organizational standpoint for 2022 and beyond? On a smaller scale, what are your goals on both sides of the ball in 2022? And even more specifically, in each position group, where are you? What are your expectations? Is developing young talent more important than getting the best possible play from a specific position in 2022? Uh, how hard are you trying to push this season? Are you really expecting to make the playoffs and make a run in the playoffs? If you are expecting that, I mean, props to you, but... I don't think that's a realistic situation. I mean, maybe making the playoffs you could certainly push for, but making a run once you get in the playoffs, I don't know. So how hard are you trying to push this season? How much do you want to put this roster over the top? That's a question you have to ask when you're talking about bringing in a veteran at a certain position. Uh, the good news, again, with these remaining free agents is that they'll be cheap. And likely just on one-year deals, so no long-term impact on the salary cap beyond 2022. Uh, you're not like mortgaging your future from a money perspective for any of these players that I'm going to talk about. Um, but again, you you do have to decide if you bring a vet in at this point uh, is getting a little better, you know, incrementally better at a certain position. What you want to do versus developing your younger talent. Is signing this guy going to bump someone else who you really like that's like a younger draft pick or, or something like that? Uh, is that going to push him down the depth chart or maybe push him off the depth chart entirely 
to where there's no room on the 53-man roster, that's a decision the team will have to make. Trent Baalke, Doug Peterson, uh, the, the, the brass in Jacksonville will have to make that. You have to balance where you want to be in 2022 versus where you want to be in the future with, with your draft picks, with your young players. Is incremental improvement for one season worth not getting a young guy the reps on a young team, which the Jaguars are, still one of the younger teams in football, uh, is that is that helpful? Like, do you have a realistic chance to compete for a title if you bring in one player uh, or a couple players at these positions where you might could upgrade with a veteran? Is that worth not getting a young guy the reps? And the thing about it is every free agent that's available right now is available for a reason. So whether it be age, whether it be injury, whether it be both. Um, so what positions could you upgrade? We talked about wide receiver. Will Fuller is still out there, who is a deep threat, um, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's had personal issues off the field. Uh, where is he right now? He's 28 years old. Yes, he is absolutely a big play threat. He helped Deshaun Watson be one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL when he was healthy in Houston. But where is he? Where is he at right now? No one else wants to sign him. Why is that? Obviously, the personal stuff, uh, the injury stuff, where is he at mentally? So that's a question you have to ask yourself. And then if you add Will Fuller to the roster, you have to ask, who is getting bumped down the depth chart? Um, Is making a bet on Will Fuller a better bet than making a bet on Laquan Treadwell, who is going to do the dirty work for you? Like Will Fuller isn't going to go down there and block the crap out of someone. You don't even know if he's going to be healthy. Uh, Is he going to be a major contributor on special teams covering kicks? Probably not. Do you even want him out there on special teams? Do you want to risk him on special teams if you do bring him in? So I think while Will Fuller is a bigger home run swing than having Laquan Treadwell on the roster, which is a better bet? Like, who is more likely to play at their ceiling? Laquan Treadwell or Will Fuller? I think at this point, it's Laquan. And and guess what? Laquan Treadwell seems like he's been around longer, but he's younger than Will Fuller. He's only 20, just turned 27. So he could, you know, be a glue guy in Jacksonville for the foreseeable future. I wouldn't bet on Will Fuller over Laquan Treadwell. I really wouldn't. Could you bring him in on a workout and just see what he's got? Because, I mean, yeah, if he hits, he's an unbelievable deep threat for Trevor Lawrence. I agree with that. But you have to weigh the pros and cons of each player. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is still out there. OBJ and Julio are still out there. Emmanuel Sanders. The thing about OBJ, Julio, and Emmanuel Sanders, I think those guys... Who knows if Julio is even going to be healthy. OBJ is coming off the ACL. Um, All those guys are probably going to want to go to contenders, right? Um, In my opinion, that's where they would try to go. T.Y. Hilton, I don't think he really moves the needle that much anymore. Um, So at wide receiver, which one of these guys that you could actually get, which is I don't think you could get OBJ or Julio or Emmanuel Sanders probably. Is Will Fuller a better bet than Laquan Treadwell for making a positive impact on your team in 2022 and beyond? I don't know. He's more exciting. But Laquan, like I said, he's going to block the crap out of people. He is going to be a, a solid special teams player. And he does have some you know, chemistry with Trevor Lawrence. Some experience. And he's younger. 
Uh, Chris Harris Jr., a nickel cornerback, he's still out there. He's a an aged veteran, aging veteran. Um, Xavier Rhodes, Kevin King, those are, uh, corners are still out there. I think Chris Harris makes the most sense because he is a, a longtime veteran who's played at an extremely high level at nickel. Like his best position throughout his career has been at nickel. So if you brought him in to be your backup nickel or your fourth corner and he bumps Trey Herndon out as the backup nickel behind Darius Williams, you feel pretty damn good about that, I think. Uh, but if you do that, you bump Trey Herndon down to the fifth corner. And then where is Monteric Brown? Where is Gregory Jr.? Where is Xavier Crawford? These are guys you brought in that you like. Um, where do they go? Um, do you try to just stash your draft picks on the practice squad? Because I do think the Jags like Jr. and Brown and Crawford. I don't think they're guaranteed roster spots. They have to go out and prove that. But you brought him in here for a reason. Is bringing in Chris Harris, who can probably be a fairly reasonable upgrade as your fourth corner over Trey Herndon at this point in his career, is bringing him in worth potentially losing a young player that you like. That's something you have to weigh. I think on the defensive line, that might be your deepest group, but there's good defensive linemen out there still. Edge players. Trey Flowers, if you brought him in there to be um, your your third edge rusher on rundowns, is he going to be a better run stuffer than Dewan Smoot, than Arden Key? Yeah, I think he is. Then Caleb on Chason? Absolutely. Carlos Dunlap, he's still playing at a high level despite being 33 years old. Is making a bet on him being better as a run defender, as a rotational player, than Dewan Smoot or Arden Key? Does that make sense? I mean, yeah, I think they would be better. He would be better at stopping the run. JPP's still out there who played with Mike Caldwell. But again, who are you bumping down the depth chart? Who are you kicking off the roster if you do any of these moves like that? Then you look at running back. I do think that's an area where beyond James Robinson, who's still rehabbing, Travis Etienne and Snoop Connor, um, what do you, you don't have a lot that you feel great about. If James Robinson's still injured to start the season, you could bring in a younger back like Justin Jackson. Um, there's a lot of backs out there that are available that could help solidify the back end of the running back group. But again, all these potential moves, it really just comes down to how do you feel about your depth? What do you want to have accomplished with your young players at the back end of the roster? I do think at running back, that's one position that would make more sense. But I think the Jaguars love what they have in Etienne and Connor. I think they really like those guys. And they should. I think from what you've seen from them, they look like they're going to be the real deal. And then when you get James Robinson back, you have a loaded backfield. Absolutely. So that's just uh, my, my view on potentially adding to the roster. I don't have a problem with it, especially like, Chris Harris, but again, what happens to Monteric and and uh, and Gregory Jr. if you do that? What happens to Crawford? So that's just the different things that Trent Baalke and Doug Peterson will have to balance and weigh when they're looking at potentially improving the roster prior to training camp. 
that is going to do it. I hope everybody has a great holiday weekend. Thanks for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. Follow Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. Make sure to hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube and check GenJag.com for all the latest Jaguars news, analysis, and Duval gear. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.